listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. All right, I'm uh, back in the uh, countryside outside of Crossville. It's uh, been raining for three days. It's miserable. I'm wearing shorts for the first time this this summer, the summer that wasn't. Now, I sent her out uh, notifications about... Uh, you realize of, summer only started two days ago. I know, I know, but <laughs> usually, you know, I'm usually swimming in the ocean by the end of June. And that's in New York, that's in New York. But anyway, we sent out notifications that Kennedy was giving a big speech in New Hampshire. And uh, it went off last night. Uh, I think it was uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Well, no, uh, Central Standard Time. It was 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, you know, Western Standard, whatever. Uh, Doesn't matter. It's over. Yeah. I, I, the first 45 minutes of it, uh, we're going we're gonna to include a, a YouTube uh, uh, ta- uh, video. And I cut the 45 minutes out of the hoopla and the garbage, and the everybody wants to get on camera stuff, and, uh, and we just got Kennedy. Now, the speech was inspirational. Uh, what he said is this endless war, and since his uncle was assassinated, we've literally been involved in endless wars. Uh, his uncle, he clarified his uncle only had like 17,000 special forces over in Vietnam, uh, and once they got rid of his uncle, they were free to put... 250,000 in under Johnson, which eventually grew to 500,000. That's not changed since since the Vietnam era. It's kind of, well, in the 80s, they backed off, or 70s, they backed off of it. But by the 80s, uh, endless war was back on the table. uh, And as you know, we've leveled quite a few countries in the Middle East. Uh, We've I shouldn't say we, but the America has leveled uh, Afghanistan. It's in Africa fighting God knows how many small wars. Uh, South America. This is what happens when you, this is a, this is a standard procedure for the destruction of an empire. When 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 you start like spending all your money on overseas wars, I mean, right from the day days of Rome. That, that then you have no money for the infrastructure, and you undermine the whole foundation of having that empire. But we'll give the people bread and circus to keep them happy. Right. Well, that's what they do. Uh, but unfortunately, the bread and circus amounts to a poison like Google, like network TV, uh, and uh, the circus, I mean, I, I, if you still watching football and you don't know that game is fixed by now. I'm talking about American football. I, I, don't, I don't know what potato truck out of Idaho you fell off of to tell you the truth. Uh, I stopped watching football. In, and I was a big football fan too. I stopped watching it in 2012 when I saw the referees were fixing the games with their flags. Uh, so uh, I don't know what you're watching. But in any case, that's the bread and circus is tainted. It's tainted. Everything in this country has been tainted. But most of all, what's been tainted is, a, is a, our, our, our literature. Uh, who, who has ordained Google 
to be the influencer. Who, who said? We were talking about this, me and Phil. Uh, about 2014, 2015, 2016. Now, I, I know better than anybody. Uh, you pop a post up uh, every other day that, that accrues ten to 100,000 hits. And I don't care. I don't care who you are. You're going to, you went to the top of the Google search. You know, I, I didn't have to contend with the Alex Joneses, the Stu Peters, the, uh, I was, I took a, you, you popped in Jack Hart, it was a single case, single case, small case, single, single word, and I took up the first five or six pages, and there was no, I had no competition, no competition, okay? Then they turned on algorithms. Then they turned on algorithms, the, the Google Truth, uh, uh, uh trust thing, uh, which is actually run by a Jesuit college out of California. If you trace trace uh, who's running it, uh, and they have their typical Jewish uh, uh, Jewish uh, who are mouthing off about how they uh, inserting coding into the uh, into the search mechanisms, so only only uh, you know stuff that's approved comes up. Yeah. And then Ooh. we've got the fact checkers that came in in the last. Two or three uh, years. Yeah, the fact checkers, the fact checkers that have no credentials whatsoever. Zero, zero. Half of them don't even look like they're literate. Uh, or Snopes, what was that? That guy's a, a, a homo that lives with two lesbians, all drug addicts? And that's that's a Snopes amount still. Uh, nobody needs a, tr- a, a fact checker. As, as you can see on my essays, there's something called citations that goes on the bottom, okay? And this is the accepted way in academia when you write a paper, an essay of any, any, any substance. You put your citations on the bottom. The reader, being literate, which unfortunately many Americans no longer are, due to reading things like the New York Times and stuff, that don't have citations, they're only opinions, uh, then goes to the citations and checks where you got your information from. Now, if it's from a comic book, like most bit shoot tapes and stuff like that get their information from, you know the guy's getting his information from a, a Marvel comic book. Uh, but if it's from an academic source, uh, a public PubMed paper, which is those are the stuff that we strive, or age and I, to use on our, our essays, uh, then you know that this is a serious paper. There is no need for a fat guy living with two, two lesbians that's on, uh, get, getting money off on the arm from Facebook or, or, or Google or whoever to, 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 to call themselves a fat. You shouldn't be looking at that if you're a literate person. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we have a lot of people that are all vaxxed up now. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm wearing shorts today and I'm starting to get cold already. Uh, it's been... It's been like 10 degrees below uh, the average temperature all over the United States for the entire month of June. Yet, you still have morons talking about global warming. Uh, I think they think that this is a result of global warming, that, it, that they hold. Uh, or it's El Ninja. <laughs> you tell them anything you want and they believe it. And this is, Kennedy's going to have to contend with this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, how could you... How could you possibly, after listening to a speech last night, choose somebody, deep state Ron DeSantis, uh, which, by the way, is, is just the Republican version of Bill Clinton. Uh, he's a Rhodes Scholar in disguise. He's educated in England. 
He's in the pocket of the Pilgrim Society, uh, and he will do the type of damage that Bill Clinton did to this country with NAFTA, with uh, 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 rescinding the Glass-Steagall Act, all acts of globalism, which... Well, here's what I disagree with Kennedy's speech. I don't want to make this too long, because Phil has a lot of things to say, too. But the one thing, I did disagree with Kennedy's speech because... He says that Boris Johnson went over there on behest of the Bidden crime family. He calls it the Bidden administration. He's got he's to be, like, nice about it. But I will never, I will never call that guy the, my president. Uh, I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool and don't take me for one. I think people like Kim Everson, that's what I'm saying. I watched Kim Everson. She tried to, uh, she, she, uh, uh, under the table, she was trying to sabotage or, or or cash dispersion on him. And thank God she was up against a guy who really knew. I've seen this on my cousins. I'll put that up. Uh, who knew what he was talking about. And he shut her up every talking point she tried to use about Kennedy. But, uh, you know, like I said, those kind of people, until 2016, they, ha- they really had no voice in the alternative media. They, I, I would... I, I, they were nothing to me. They, you know, they were, they were cockroaches, which is what they are. Uh, and uh, I think it's time to get rid of them. Uh, I don't want... Of, of the network news, that's another story. That's, that's Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton again, loosening the restrictions on the FCC and, and, and enabling them to consolidate the media into a few, maybe six major corporations, all under one corporation, this Viacom crap. So we know, we know that, that the uh, mainstream news media is, 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 is garbage. If you're getting your news from the television, that, you shouldn't even be voting. You're too stupid to vote. Uh, we'll get into that, too. The, there's got to be a criteria for voting. But in any case, this is the stuff that, they, that Kennedy's going to have to contend with. Uh, he spoke for 40 minutes, practically bring tears to your eyes. The truth, truth bombs coming one after another. Uh, there's this endless war, endless war uh, that we fought since his uncle was assassinated. It must stop. It must stop. Not only for what we're doing to ourselves, uh, which, uh, you know, anybody believes is 8% inflation. I, that's an, You probably believe in global warming, too, after June, this June, right? No, no. The inflation's probably at 25 to 40% right now. And... Uh, that's just one. Uh, we our southern border is wide open, wide open. Uh, uh, we, we have one of the best militaries in the world. We can't even defend our southern border from primitives. Uh, I could keep going on and on and on. Our infrastructure is falling apart. We have potholes bigger than tank traps in the middle of the roads. Uh, we have people that are homeless all over our major cities. Our, our infrastructure is shot, is shot from this this. this what is it, 50 years of war now, 55 years of war, it's time to call these guys home. Uh, I, I'm even hearing we're losing men, we're losing men supposedly, uh, special forces guys that they're not, uh, they're not telling you in the Ukraine. Uh, now, I was getting to Boris, uh, Boris Johnson going over there on a special mission when they had a peace treaty ironed out. And he, he, he told Zelensky, uh, no way you take this, uh, you know, uh, we fight to the death. And, of course, Zelensky, who used to be a comedian who played the piano with his penis and is now a billionaire, agreed with him. And uh, the piece, it was, it was uh, uh, 
It was scuttled. The peace, peace agreement was scuttled. Now, what Kennedy says is the bidden crime family sent uh, Boris Johnson. No, no, no. Uh, RFK, please read me. Uh, I'm trying to help you out here. Uh, the British aristocracy, uh, when the British Empire went down, stashed $50 trillion. Like the pirates they are, they buried their treasure in the Caribbean, in the Cayman Islands. And from there, they control the entire financial market. The Bidden crime family is not smart enough, is not smart enough to do what they're doing, uh, the, 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 what's going on in the Ukraine. What, they, what Boris Johnson went over there, and he is English, he went over there on the behest of our, our English aristocratic overlords. You know, the ones with castles in Scotland and land in Scotland and, and stuff that you can't, you can't buy that with money. It's hereditary. And they don't care about, you, you know, you people, you keep telling me it's the Jews. Look, look, it's the, the Jews are their bankers, man. Of course, of course you're seeing Jews. What do you think? Do you think they cut their own lawns too? No. They're the storekeepers. That's, they, that's they right. Are. They have people to do things for them, and the Jews, are, that, they're great. They're handling money. Right? You hire a Jew to handle your money, and that's, what's, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. These are vicious Jews. They have no conscience, uh, and they'll do anything they're told. As long as there's a, a couple of million in it for them, they'll kill their own mother, uh, and that's what you're seeing. They're not going to let you see them. They hide. They hide behind a hall of mirrors. Palace mayors, they used to call them. Uh, but that, that's, that's who sent Boris Johnson over there to scuttle the peace, peace agreements. Uh, the bidden crime family is taking money, taking money from you. It's $110, $120 billion now. Now, most of that money is not going to the Ukraine. Most of that money is going to the Cayman Island banks that I just told you about. And uh, m- much of the bidden crime family is already set for life on that war in the Ukraine. Uh, uh, but they'll continue. They'll continue until somebody stops them to uh, funnel money and wealth out of the United States and into the Cayman Islands. Uh, Kennedy is the man to stop them, obviously. Now, your objections, I've heard some of your, one girl tells me, well, if you keep running into a brick wall over and over again, uh, you know, in relation to so talking about elections, uh, I don't see what's the sense of doing it again. Well, let me answer that. Are you ready to have a revolution? Are you going to take it, take it to the streets? Are, are you going to ambush police? Are you going to shoot people dead in the street? No, you've, given that, you've, you've been given that opportunity when they stole, blatantly stole the election in 2020. You did nothing, okay? So you better, you better hope that this man is what he, he appears to be. And I know, I know for a fact he is, all right? He's your last, he's your last, last hope. His last hope... For, for the West. Uh, this man will unify the West. He's not only speaking for us Americans, he's speaking for you Canadians. He's speaking for you English. He's speaking even for you, uh, uh, he's speaking for everybody but the French. You don't need nobody to speak because they are, for them, because they are ready to ambush police. They, they, they know how to run a revolution. They invented revolution there. But the rest of you, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that, 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 that you know, can't vote because, look, they fixed the last election. Now, 54% of Americans think the next one's going to be fixed, too. And you know what? If you let them fix it, that's, it will be. But 
you know, Kennedy's not running by himself. Uh, you know, uh, and this, this is the only, you don't have options. This is your only choice. Well, you can go with uh, Ron DeSantis and get the Republican version of Bill Clinton. And you know, yeah, he'll, he'll start World War III. I, that's, almost, that's almost a certainty. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Phil. He's got, we got a lot of things we got to talk about. I'm running, running too long here. Go ahead, Phil. The leaders of the world in London. That, uh, that strikes a chord with me. Uh, because I, I go back to the original revolution on which this country was founded in my thoughts with regard to that and how quickly the money people took back over. Uh, we had peace <coughs> until Jefferson's time. Uh, and when Jefferson was faced with pirates in Tripoli who had taken Americans hostage he did not want to use military force to release those hostages from Tripoli. So that would be early 1800s, prior to the War of 1812. And so we're talking 200 plus years in which this country has been embroiled in the wars from the people who had the money in London. Um, this RFK speech was billed as a foreign policy speech. Um, and, and as Jack said, there were, there were some points that would bring a tear to your eye because it was such truth coming out of this man's mouth. He spoke about things that are important to everyday people. He talked about stopping wars. He talked about using that money from stopping the wars to end homelessness, to help people in this country to be more productive and to develop the productivity of this nation that it had in the 1940s and 50s prior to becoming embroiled in combat actions all over this globe for the last 60 years. And I thought about it, and I thought about it really hard last night. Um, because I was, I was only a couple years old when his uncle was killed. And from that time forward, all of my life, save two years, we've been in a war somewhere in this nation. No one knows better than you. And then I go back to our history. And Jefferson wanted to do the same thing. Make peace. Have a peaceful land. Negotiate. Trade. Trade land for gold, whatever it happens to be. You know, we had the Louisiana Purchase and all these other different things. Um, but you come back to the fact that Jefferson didn't want to use a military. He didn't want or need to have a military until he was forced to 
And that's the key factor. We have a very strong military. We have a lot of people that are well-trained in a lot of areas that can very easily transition to being well-disciplined producers. Right, they could fix the infrastructure with these for guys. For this nation. And the thing is, is we have to bring them home. We have to take that money from the military budget and invest that in infrastructure, invest that into production and ease of production. The, the Constitution has very, very little to do with anything that happens in a state. It doesn't say anything about corporations or businesses or anything else in this nation. It says if it's not in the Constitution, it, that belongs to the state. Well, the state is just that. It's Tennessee, it's Florida, it's Mississippi, whatever the state happens to be. They are responsible for all of the other things that are not happening. Um, and I walked away from that speech thinking, can there be peace from the United States in my lifetime? And we only have one choice. And that choice is the hope that comes from the mouth and the mind of John or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It's like he's, John F. Kennedy's been reincarnated. Well, he, he, sp he spent a lot of time studying his uncle. Studying. Yeah. He used a lot of uh, mm -hmm. and John F. Kennedy in, in his speeches. Um you know, but the hope of, of moral leadership on this planet, holding the moral high ground, because as an individual, every one of you listening is an individual, and as individuals, we have a moral compass. Not everybody's is the same, but there is such a, a, a basis of commonality and uh, that there is a moral imperative that we all live. You can't walk, well, you could walk out and, and, and put a gun to your neighbor's head and take everything he's got. But is that in a society where you live together for the betterment of all, is that moral? No. So why are we doing that overseas to all these other people? And it comes from the leadership. The individuals drive the policy. And the policy makers, therefore, are responsive to the individuals. That's the way it's supposed to be. Not the corporations, not the PACs, not the, the lobbyist groups. Those are not supposed to be the influencers. Oh, we have trust laws that prevent that. They've just never been used since uh, Teddy Roosevelt used them prior. And the, and the aspect there is, is when you listen to RFK Jr. speak, he realizes that it's the things that are important, and this is what he was saying in this speech, it's the things that are important to the individual that are, are so out of 
the the line with the policymakers. The policymakers could care less about any individual. And you can follow this all the way back to these people in London we were talking about that that have all the money in the world. They literally they don't <laughs> care what people say or do. They're afraid of the people. That's why they're replacing them with Africans. <laughs> um but it, it's is we need to stop funding the military and the industry and the technology companies and Googles of the earth. We need to stop funding them and concentrate on developing a solid moral and value-based underpinning for our young people and develop means by which all of them can produce and let the federal government concentrate on what it's supposed to concentrate upon, which is setting tariffs on imported goods and diplomacy. Uh, it really comes down to, in, in my mind, RFK has, has seen enough, done enough, and said it enough that he understands what's important to people. He got that from his uncle, JFK, when he was very small. You know, they went to visit, JFK went to visit some people in southeast Washington, and he went to Appalachia, and and he said, the corporations and, and the politicians and the government has all of this other backing. You don't have to worry about them. And that's the key facet here, is... We don't have to worry about industry. We don't have to worry about all of those things if they're in the place they're supposed to be in. But they have all overstepped their bounds into the family, into individuals' lives, and and they have normalized immoral and amoral behavior so that we find ourselves in the situation we're in now. Old hippies. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about what he's saying and how back in the 70s, a lot of people were saying the same things. In the 60s, a lot of people were saying the same thing. And then I go back to my job that I had prior to my retirement um, between today and and the military retirement. Um and the number of Vietnam vets that I saw, I'll bet I saw over a thousand a year and talked to them, became acquainted with their situations and found out who they are now as opposed to who they were then. And there's not a lot of difference between the thoughts of old hippies and old Vietnam veterans because they are getting old with regard to the state of the nation. Every one of them, to a man, is going to say, it's gone to shit. This is not what I signed up for 50 years ago. Um, I, I, there is hope. Um, but that hope has to do with 
telling people the truth and and that's that's something that it would be a really bre- would be a real breath of fresh air <laughs> that should we by the way that's, mo- that's the driveway along as penny on something um between uh washington dc and the and the media and and all of the companies that have all this power um the lack of truth is what underpins all of this. And, and RFK Jr. is speaking with regard to truth and bringing truth out that you and I and everybody else knows is truth, but nobody in Washington, D.C. will admit. Um, and, and just a, a, to, find, to go to my final thought on this, this morning... I wanted to see what the media had to say, what the coverage on on the news was with regard to uh, a very important person speaking on foreign policy. He's ahead on all the polls now. He's ahead of Trump. He's ahead of uh, Biden, too. How how dare they? How dare they censor this guy? And, And there was only one Google or DuckDuckGo, Bing, Microsoft. Um, article or video that came up at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time this morning regarding the speech last night. And that was Judge Janine Shapiro on her program last night after the speech um, bringing up the transparency that we can see or will see from an RFK administration. Everybody else is ignoring, which is the same as censoring. They're driving public opinion to watch the Titanic submersible. Everything in the... And Mrs. Phil said it this morning. She said, everything's this Titanic submersible. Where's the RFK speech? Where is there any discussion of this? And I said, I'm not seeing it either. We both did searches this morning uh, for any news, any commentary regarding RFK Jr.'s speech last night. It's not out there. Those people that are controlling the media must stop. And if RFK Jr. is going to make it through the nomination process and put on a ballot in November of 2024... Right now, it appears the only way that's going to happen is through social media. And people like Jack and I sitting here talking and sharing our thoughts on what the guy had to say. Because the mainstream, those amoral, immoral assholes out of London and the rest of the freaking planet that have all the money and believe that they control everything, well, they can be gotten around as long as we have some semblance of freedom within the internet and and we don't have to worry about thought police and we can talk to our neighbors. And that brings me to my last thing, which is an old adage from back in the hippie days, uh, which actually came out, I think, of, of the ecology movement and, and Earth Day. Um, but maybe not. It may have come later than that with regard to 
the recycling movement, but it, it is think globally and act locally. It's all yours, Jack. Okay. We, are, we have to talk about the First Amendment because without that First Amendment, our, our system of government doesn't work. That's why it's the First Amendment. Now, I was talking about the past 2014 to 2016 uh, when I wrote for Veterans Today, which, along with Zero Hedge, were the number one publications on the Internet. And I issued a challenge to the mainstream media because by then it was already fully co-opted. And uh, I, I felt people like Wolf Blitzer or Sean Hannity were, were intellectual insects and that I told them that I would bury them. And that's just what I did. And by 2016, 2017, they realized I was burying them. And thus, they took over the whole Internet, too. Now, even though the Internet was only responsible for maybe 30% of the news, it was still the intellectuals that were reading the Internet, and those were the real influences. They came on the Internet, and now it's at a point where I'm, I'm being chased off a substack, even. I'm so censored. Uh, and I have to get an Icelandic server, which, by the way, I hope you people are signing up for that, human, because when I pull a plug on this substack, I'm going to pull it, pull, it, pull, it, pull it hard. But we, we could still, and Kennedy knows this, we could still beat them by using the Internet. I mean, they can parade all the morons uh, they want in front of the cameras for the 80-year-old people to still get their news from, from the, 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 uh, the television set. And you know, vac intellectually vacuous content that they spew forth, uh, uh, irregardless of any, fa any facts whatsoever. Like I said, uh, I, 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 like I said, I'll bury you, and I did, and I did. Give us back the Internet. What Kennedy's going to have to do is pull the plug on Google. I feel that that may require the assistance of the military. Now, I, I, I want the military to think, people in the military, I want you to think about this. You got people like that guy Bolton and the other one, the fat pig. What, what's the name again? Newland? Yeah, they're pushing for war. They're pushing, for, they're pushing for World War III every day, every day, working real hard for it, these neo- Half of Congress is. Working real hard for it. Like, it's a quest to them. And none of them, none of them has been, ever been in so much as a fight in a schoolyard. Okay? Look at Victoria Nuland. Who's she going to fight? Who's she Oh, well, maybe for a Twinkie she'll fight anybody. But uh, you guys are going to do the fighting. And you're going to do the dying. And before you find yourselves on a battlefield, confronted by ten divisions of Russian tanks, maybe you might find it a lot easier to just pull the plug on Google. Pull the plug on Instagram, which will, at the same time, pull the plug on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Substack too. And Substack too. Okay, you want to play that game? Alphabet. 
Oh, you, you know Google's parent company is the Alphabet. Uh, what, what are you, a comedian? The Alphabet Corporation? That means the Alphabet. You know, that's the CIA, the NSA, the uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration, all, all, all these alpha. Yeah, that's, that's who, who's sponsoring Google at this point. All the very same people who have undermined the Constitution and turned this country into an oligracy, an olig- a totalitarian oligracy. They've shot people up with uh, injectable neural networks. I got, we got 70% of the population running around. Uh, I swear to God, every thought they, may, they, 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 they have is controlled from a cell phone tower. And we have to contend with that. And I'm still... Still, we can beat it. We can beat it. But we need the Internet back. We need the Internet back from these people. And the only way we're going to get that, I think, is through military intervention. Who, who ordained the CIA and Langley? Who ordained them as the influencers? Who ordained them as, as your generals and as your strategists? Who, who said that they were running this country? You know, this all started... When John F. Kennedy was assassinated. And you know why he was assassinated? Because he said he was going to break them into so many pieces and scatter them into the wind. That's why he was assassinated. And bring all of our 17,000 advisors home from Vietnam. Right, right. Them, the other nefarious groups, uh, which like MI6, uh, the Vatican. Oh, by the way, you know, there's another one. Now, you people keep, Rothschild, 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 that's all I keep hearing out of you people, all right? Rothschild was, uh, I'm doing a study of this, the early early 20th century. Uh, Rothschild was not in charge, all right? A guy named Milner was. Uh, (laughs) He was running the Roundtable Society. As a matter of fact, I don't even think Rothschild was allowed to Roundtable meetings because he was a Jew. He's just a money man. He's just a money man. Uh, now, if you know the, first of all, Rothschild means red shield. It comes from when a guy named Bauer in the 17th century hung a freaking red shield, a star of David. Well, you call it a star of David now. It's it was it's a, it's it's interlocking triangles. It's a form north of the tetragrammaton. But he hung that out on his door, and he all of a sudden he had enough money to finance wars and nations. This was. I think the guy was a Jewish tailor, or, or, or he was nobody. Where do you think he got that money from? Who do you think had that kind of money? Rothschild is dealing with Vatican money, man. Go back to, uh, to the manufacturer's Hanover scandal, and P2, and, and, and the banking scandal with the Vatican. There's your roots of that. There's your roots of that. Uh, that's, that's not Rothschild's money that he's dealing with. Okay, so, so, so quit telling me about Rothschild. He's not even allowed in their country clubs. He's a useful idiot. Uh, uh, yeah. They probably call him the dirty kike behind his back, uh, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, grow up and stop. Like I said, they had to censor me to shut me up. Uh, I, I believe they took over the whole goddamn internet to shut me up. Uh, they, they, they banned VT from, from Facebook. From, 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 uh, that was the first thing they did. And uh, at Twitter... And uh, I, I'm banned from every, any kind of social media. I got, I got minders. I can go on there and watch them tailing me. But my point being, 
is that JFK is being censored by the social media. Uh, we, uh, he's not allowed on Instagram. He's not allowed on Facebook. He's not, uh, and we're going to put this, this YouTube uh, uh, tape up. We'll see how long. We'll see how long that YouTube even keeps it up. And everybody needs to watch this speech. Uh, we need to get that back. That, 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 that does not belong. That does not belong to the illiteracy. Uh, the illiteracy did not make it. And the illiteracy certainly, certainly does not provide the content of... There's nothing of value coming. These people are, into, like I said, they're intellectual vacuums. All one need do is look on the New York Times bestseller list and, and, and look at that list of books and those, right, and try reading those books. Any, anybody who's educated should not be able to get past the first two pages of them. That's how badly written they are. Uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't say I need a TV set. I need a podium on the TV. I, no, I didn't do any of that. I took what was given to me. I took the Internet, and I used that, and, and within two years, they were on their Frickin' knees. They were on their knees. We need the internet back. And it's going to be up to the military to, to supply the muscle to get that back. Uh, many, many of these people that work for Google, Instagram, Facebook, need to be arrested and need to be tried for treason. They've undermined the First Amendment of our Constitution. And like I said, our government, as you can see with the installation of the Bidden Crime family, does not function without a First Amendment. We cannot have that. And you guys, I don't know when you're going to... Maybe you'll learn your lesson when you're faced with ten divisions of Russian tanks. I, I, I hope not. I hope it doesn't come to that. Let's so, start by repealing the uh, Patriot Act. That's and Kennedy knows all about that. All about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Understand, this guy's a lawyer. Uh, he's not. He's not some uh, uh, Ron DeSantis chosen for you by the Pilgrim Society, who come under those very same uh, London, uh, City of London bankers. That that's who the Pilgrim Society is, by the way. They're the ones who put Woodrow Wilson in office. Uh, and uh, Phil's talking about the Titanic. We recently wrote about the Titanic. The Titanic was sunk to kill William Steed, who was on his way over to squash that. He was the head of the round table along with a guy named Milner, and uh, he didn't want that, and he didn't want World War I, and he was invited here by Taft to speak at Carnegie Hall. He was on the Titanic. They sunk that whole boat and killed 1,500 people to get rid of him. One guy. One guy, because he could have thrown a monkey. He was a very powerful man. And anybody who tells you anything about the Titanic without mentioning William Steed just doesn't know what it was about. And as far as that submersible disappearing, huh? well, when you write something like we did, you tend to wake the dead with it. Uh, I suggest you stay away from that. that, 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 that that's a graveyard for 1,500 lost souls. Uh, and the Deadlight Company. So, you know, that's nothing to be sightseeing. What are you, a rubbernecker? Uh, yeah, that's what... Uh, I, I just don't understand even the mentality that wants to see something like that. It's sad. It's sad. 
Uh, and now eight or nine whatever people are lost. And they're using it to try to distract, distract from the greatest speech made since, since Eisenhower's speech. Uh, uh, be, be, by the way, I, uh, he keeps quoting Eisenhower's speech, uh, uh, RFK Jr., and uh, that was probably the most important speech made in the 20th century. And, uh, you know, a couple other things. We all know Eisenhower was a butcher, what he did to the Germans after World War II. Uh, but he, he was also a very intelligent man, and uh, he outlined everything. And, you know, uh, he would not endorse Richard Nixon because he's a, as a Republican. He endorsed Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, instead because he said that Richard Nixon could never handle H.L. Hunt and the rest of them. I've read private letters to his brother Ernie, uh, and H.L. Hunt is the man who ended up orchestrating the assassination of John F.K. Uh, he, the, the Kennedys know who your enemies are. Uh, and, and this guy was selected by a panel of his peers as one of the five greatest trial lawyers in the West. If you don't understand by now that this guy is the man for the job, then you're probably all vaxxed up and there's no hope for you. Uh, you know... Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with these people. I really don't. Maybe if we cut the cell, cell phone towers down, they'll return to normal. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I'm certainly banking on the, uh, Kennedy uh, doing something about what's being done. Or at least move the uh, frequency ranges yeah. of the cell phone towers to a frequency range that is capable of handling the traffic and not influencing the physical being that is humanity. Go ahead, Phil. Um, you, you made a point about the military, uh, and, and I go back to the research uh, of, at the beginning of the 20th century, what was going on uh, worldwide. And I have to think that, that this has been going on, and you brought up Rome earlier as well, the, the selection of generals in charge of armies. Um, in the days of Rome, the leader of a legion or the leader of a group of legions was rotated. Centurions, guys who were in charge of a hundred men, they were rotated every year or two years. Why was that? because they began to get a following. If they were in a location, um, <laughs> let's call it Northern Italy, they began to, and they were doing good things for the people, and their soldiers were doing good things. They were building roads and building cities and all of these things. The emperor and the senate would pull that general back to Rome and send a new general there so that there was no chance, long-term chance, of the people having loyalty in those people. So they rotated their leadership every year to two years. The selection process of that leadership hasn't changed. If someone in the United States military wants to go from the level of a colonel 
or a Navy captain to getting a star and being called a brigadier general or an admiral, they have to be approved by Congress. And Congress approves those based upon not their ability, but their political prowess. Whose ass are they kissing? Who are they going to be loyal to? Are they going to be loyal to the Constitution or are they going to be loyal to the administration? You look at the amount of generals that we had fired under Obama and you see where it's at today. It's just like in Rome. It's just like in, in the beginning of the 20th century in London. It's the same thing. Who's going to be loyal to me? I will put them in charge of my military and they will put people who are loyal to them and not to, in our case, the Constitution, in charge of their troops. And that's what's the problem with the military stepping up because the military, had they been loyal to the Constitution years ago, all of this shit would have ceased. And that's my take on that one. Um, tell people the truth. Have some hope. Now, there's one other point I wanted to make. It's kind of a side point, but it, it comes back to the same thing. Every one of you listening, I am certain, knows the term fiat currency and fr the other term fractional banking. The United States dollar is backed by nothing. There is no gold backing the U.S. dollar. There, the only thing backing the U.S. dollar is future productivity and the people's belief that, it, that there is value there. There is no value in that piece of paper. There's almost no trade value in that piece of paper. When we stopped using gold as a necessary means of exchange for goods and services, because you can't necessarily take 20 tons of wheat to the market and exchange that 20 tons of wheat to the miller for 50 cattle, uh, what do you do? you have something of value that you can give that guy and, and buy those 50 cattle, even if you don't have the 50 pounds of wheat or 50 tons of wheat anymore. You need a medium of exchange. That's where money came from because we had larger and larger quantities being transferred between people who wish to trade and have some form of exchange. Well, I, I went to a, uh, a mill, and, and this mill has developed into a local uh, cooperative outlet for farmers' goods and services. Um, they have honey from one farm, uh, and they have jams and jellies from another farm, and they've got beets and, and uh, root crops that are coming in now from another farm and they carry all the different wheats and, and grains and so on. And they had behind their cash counter a sign that said, we accept goldbacks. Goldbacks is a form of currency 
can be used for exchange for goods and services by those who will accept gold as their medium of exchange. One of these gold backs, which is a very thin polymer sheet that is 3D printed, one of these has one two thousandth of an ounce of gold printed in between these polymer sheets. So it actually has the intrinsic value of gold built into it. So if a, a merchant wants to melt it all down, that merchant, and he's got the denominations that he, are equivalent to 10 ounces of gold, if he wanted to melt it all down, he'd have a 10-ounce gold bar. It actually has the value. Try melting down a bunch of dollars and see if there's anything left. The, the, what I'm getting at is there are alternatives and people across the nation and across the planet are beginning to see that there are, are alternatives to operating the way we've always operated, at least in this country since 1913 in the Jekyll Island crazy people. Um, so it's worth looking at. It's worth looking at things like that. Keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Co-ops, local co-ops or farm shares. Um, you know, I had, because of the laws of the state of Tennessee, if I wanted raw cow's milk and I didn't want to buy a cow, I can buy a share from a farmer, a share of the cow in the production of that cow that meets the legality of the state and now I can buy my raw milk because it's a cow I own part of. Those are the kinds of things to pay attention to. Think global, act local, support your local businesses, support your local agriculture. People in this part of the country aren't going to starve unless they completely shut, got shut down. Okay, uh, well uh, I, I'd like to mention more outrages by the Bidden crime family, uh, most recently in Montana, where they confiscated, uh, they closed in with the ATF and on newly formed uh, IRA S agents who are armed to the teeth, 87,000 of them, that they closed in on a, gun, a major gun supplier in Montana. And they confiscated all the records uh, of, of uh, uh, what, you have to, what you have to fill out in order to get a permit to get a gun. Didn't do anything. Just closed them down for a day and took all those records. In lieu, certainly, of confiscating those guns later on to see who had them. Uh, this, this place specializes in assault rifles, AR-15s, AK-47s. Just the type you need to defend yourself against the tyrannical government, as they are, a crime family as they are, and the use of these, these federal agencies is another thing that needs to be stepped to uh, as a wep weaponized federal agencies. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the sheriff of that county is a coward, okay? I just recently, uh, those, they should have never been permitted to leave that county. They should have all been locked up. I don't care what kind of shootout, in the, you know, they, they want to wave guns around. These IR, uh, you know, the sheriff got guns too. I just recently watched the movie, Warlock. Good movie. You should watch. I read the book when I was a little kid. 
And it's got a little story, uh, Quinn, uh, Fonda, uh, Widmark, but it centers around the town. Uh, they, hire, uh, they hire a marshal who's not really uh, uh, part of the constitutional law, and he's a killer, played by Henry Fonda, Blaisdell. And uh, they, they end up having problems, of course, wherever he goes, there's problems. And uh, the sheriff comes to the town, and he tells them all, and he tells Blaze, though, you're not, you know, you're not, a, you're not a police officer either. You know, you're not, you know, you're not. You, you, as far as I'm concerned, you're no better than the outlaws. And he says, I'm gonna make a deputy sheriff. Yeah, and nobody wanted a job except for this one guy, Gannon, and uh, he ends up uh, being the hero of the movie. It's a very complicated thing, and that, that's it's, it's very. It plays on the constitutionality of law enforcement which we, we, we've got to start thinking about that. We can't have these guys with their little bulletproof vests and their uh, uh, armed like they're about to invade Poland, going to a local gun dealer and undermining the Constitution. And like I said, when you elect that sheriff, you better make sure he's a man, like, like Johnny Gannon, you better make sure he's a hell of a man. Because a fat, overweight, Overstuffed coward is not going to do it. Private security and collection agency. Well, you're going to need you're going to need a real man for that job, uh, and you just see what happened in Montana when they didn't have a real man. Go ahead, Phil. Well, the the thing about them coming for records, um, it, it wasn't so much what they did or what they were trying to do. It was the fact that. That sheriff, that county sheriff, all he had to do was look at them and say, you have no jurisdiction, request the documents as you normally would through your normal channels, and compare what he has with what you have on file. They did not have to go in with all these armed people and grab 17,044.23s. It's crazy. It is just totally crazy what they think they can get away with and they have gotten away with. They can only get away with it if the sheriff is a coward. And lets them do it. And lets them do it. So. And these are the things that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is aware of and knows as a lawyer how to stop. Watch him. Listen. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.